After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. A universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark Network. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to this month's episode of That Universal Podcast. I'm Nick and on this episode I'm joined by P-Dubs. Hello. I'm joined by Mr. D. Hello there. How are we doing? I'm perfectly well, thank you. Uh, and saving, some might say, the best for last. Namely, a, a partner would probably say that. It's Sinead. Hello. How are we all doing? Good, good, good. good, good. Yep, yeah, all good. Seen lots of nice photos from from you all on socials or in private messages about nice uh, locations, you know, nice scenery. Uh, well, Mister D actually showed me a Super Mario World in uh, in, in Sussex. That's breaking. That was breaking quite news, a sight. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it was awesome. It must be sad. It would take your breath away. So realistic. It did. It's virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you had these nice views. It's been absolutely raining almost non-stop the last few days it's just been an absolute wet mess awful nice. love the summertime absolutely love the summertime um right fair bit to get through but hopefully not as long as the last few podcast recordings because they have been long they have so, been long you've not been on them i know that's the thing i don't i don't i don't listen to the ones i'm on i listen to the ones i'm not on and they're over two hours. Yeah, I won't hour. lie. Listening to you and Craig talk about Galactic Star Cruiser took me days. Mm. Well, uh, to be honest, it felt like days recording it. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's any <laughs> consolation. Uh, the fact the, the funny thing is, I do know a few people have actually gone through it. So fair play to them. That is that is some stamina. Um, yeah. That was supposed to be a short hour record. Yeah, I right. that was going to be. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. two people. It's not going to be too long, is it? There you go. Yeah, if you want to, the two people are. Well, that is that is very true. Uh, if you want to hear about Galactic Star Cruiser, the uh, the most expensive um, expansion to, to Disney, uh, probably in, in living memory, the and most expensive expensive convention ever. Well, yes, yes, you could call it that as well. Um, and listen yeah, can, to Craig go from saying absolutely not to convincing himself that he'd save for it in the space yeah, of what felt like about seven hours. Yeah, he. He will change his mind by the time that's gone out to to people as well. Um, 
but yeah, if you want to learn about that, you can listen to that on the Disney Parts and Beyond feed. But we are here to talk about Universal and all the wonderful things that have been going on over there. So before we get stuck in, I should, of course, ask what everybody is drinking. So uh, because I know he's always eager. Mr. D, what are you drinking? <laughs> eager. That sounds really bad. <laughs> famished. Um, famished, gasping, yeah. yeah. I'm working. I'm still working on the Kraken. I'm back on that tonight. Nice. But I've got a slightly different mixer to go with it. It's, it's actually Pepsi Max. Caffeine-free Pepsi Max. Oh, somebody's not staying up late tonight. Well, maybe I am, but I want to be up and awake. No, that's, that's very true. The problem with these podcast records is that I get so wired doing them that I normally don't get to bed till about two. And there's no reason for that because the podcast is normally out by midnight once I finish recording it so and editing it. So there's no excuse. Uh, Sinead, what are you drinking? I have got some San, San Pellegrino lemonade because there was a couple of them in the fridge. Oh, I'm um, the, I really like the blood orange, but I oh, don't get same. to see it very often. Yeah, I really like the blood orange one. We mm. actually had, we were feeling fierce fancy a few weeks ago when the weather was really nice and we got glass bottles of it. So it's from a glass bottle. Oh, hello. Very, very posh. Yeah. <laughs> drinking yeah. out glass bottles. We have, Well, no, I'm drinking out of a glass, but it's from a glass bottle. So okay. I feel like well, I have absolute notions about me, but here we are. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I know someone else who likes drinking out of a glass bottle. That's P-dubs because he likes to drink milk. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm. I am the complete opposite to Mister Day. I am quite clearly staying up because I've got a coffee. Would <laughs> oh, not be drinking a coffee at this time. Ryan does, but then nothing. I feel Ryan's drinking coffee every hour of the day anyway. So it does, to be fair, I only have normally one a day. This will be the second one, and it doesn't really affect me having that little during no. the day. That it doesn't really keep mm. me up, to be honest. Well. I, I stopped drinking coffee because it wasn't having an effect on me. <laughs> and it's the reason, well, I stopped drinking Monster for the same reason. But what it was doing was having the opposite effect. So I don't understand that one. It's all. just like a hot drink to me. It's not not that I'm drinking it because I need a boost. It's no. just a hot drink for the, yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just drinking Cherry Pepsi Max because I'm lazy. I've got other stuff to drink. I just didn't get it chilled in time. So I had to go with what was cold. I wanted something cold and that had been in the fridge the longest. So never mind. Um, right. Let's start by having a look at the latest news from the parks. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Universal, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. So shall we talk about the, the big, in my opinion, the big news 
absolutely massive news. Do we all know what I'm talking about? No. Anyone? Anyone got no? No one's got any ideas. Well, the big news is that you can now get. Brace yourselves. You can now get fast and furious supercharged collectible pennies. Oh, Jesus. Big news. Oh, do you think if we drop them on the track, they'll stop the ride running? Unfortunately not. Yeah. They're too flat. They're too flat. Um, look, I'll be honest. It's not the news I was expecting. No. I, you know, they don't, they don't do many press pennies, do they, at Universal? There's no. a few. I've got one for T2. Yeah, likewise. In fact, you and Craig got it for me. Yes. I lost mine for a while, but I found it again, which is which was good. Now I've got to do is find my Kiss golf ball. Didn't come from Universal, but something else that I lost that I, I really wish I had. Um, so yeah, that that's uh that's a thing. That's a thing. Nice. Uh, <laughs> now there's been quite a few halloween horror nights announcements since we last got together yeah did we talk about oh, actually before we do that before we do that because this does kind of all, 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 almost tie in as well um and the day we're recording this as well um means that the jurassic world tribute store is closed <clears throat> as we're recording this it's actually open but by the time anybody in the world will listen to it that store is closed have you seen the thing? I only just saw it on Twitter before we recorded. Um, the thing that they're doing for the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store. We'll we'll come to that. Okay. We'll come to that. I, well, I think I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm, but we could be talking cross purposes. But but yeah. Okay. So I mean, I just want to say, like, I I think the Jurassic World tribute store. We talked about this when it first opened. Looked amazing, mm-hmm. and it really blows my mind that they just open these amazing stores for such a short period of time and then just just completely close them down probably never to be seen again unless they decide to reopen it next year when the film comes out i suppose but yeah so if you're listening to this and you didn't get a chance to go too late sucker Mm -hmm. because it's gone it's gone but as you alluded to uh there is a new tribute store opening up which will be for HHN30. Um, and Sinead, what did you say that I stopped you talking about? So they're giving guests the opportunity to have um, their portrait up in the tribute store. Um, so you provide the photo. Um, there'll be two sizes and two different prices for it. So a 16 by 20 inch print is $225 before tax. Um, an 11 by 14 print is $190 before tax. And then your print will be displayed in the Har- the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store for the entire run of the event. Um, and then when it's done, they're going to send it to you. Um, it can only be of individuals, no groups. Um, you can't get AP discount on it. And there is just over 100 spots available. But if you want to be part of the tribute store, you can. For hefty Yeah, well, yeah. But... You know, I suppose it's a, it's a novelty um, to do something like that. Um, I mean, look, it's cheaper than Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, most things are. Well, yes. 
yeah, we did a podcast <laughs> about everything cheaper than Galactic Star Cruiser. We could be here a while. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I think it's a nice idea. Um, I'm interested by the no group shots. I mean, are you telling me that if um, South Korean boy band Sensation BTS wanted to uh, have their photos on the tribute store, they wouldn't allow them to have a group shot? Or Hanson? Assume not. Oof. Harsh. Harsh. Um, but but yeah, I mean I think I think that's interesting. I mean, look, we're a bit stuck, right? We we can't do that. The chances of us coming to Florida, uh, any one of us in the UK is looking slimmer by the day when it should be looking more likely, but it looks like it's going the other direction. Um you know, so we we can't do this kind of stuff. But Sinead, if you were able to, would you pay that money to do so? No. I like that. No. I would I would rather use the either $225 or $190 towards, I don't know, getting express or probably buying any and all Beetlejuice merchandise. So no. Yeah. I wouldn't personally pay it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Um gents. What would you do? Would you? Uh, would same you as you need. Yeah, we go and buy buy some t-shirts or an express pass or an RIP tour or something. Yeah, Probably yeah. Like, likewise, it's it's not an experience that. Well, it's not even an experience, is it? You have a photo taken, then you leave your photo there for two months before you oh. get it somewhere down the line. Yeah. I mean, which everybody ignores because they don't know you. Tell yeah, me. yeah. Well. Who's going to walk in and go? Oh, who's that? Nobody. Wear your podcast t-shirt. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is another way, um, and this works for any shop. Um, if you want your photo <laughs> up on the wall, just, know, make sure you're going. You, just make sure you steal stuff. Mm. <laughs> Put your photo up on the wall. And they won't take it down after two months. They won't send it to you in the post, though. Yeah, afterwards. but they probably wouldn't give it the spooky overlay. This is true. This is true. Uh, but if it's a shop that Craig was working in, he might draw a penis on it. <laughs> but it's interesting. And the thing is that we know that there are enough, um, you know, diehard Halloween Horror Night fanatics that, you know, that would be of interest. Yeah, so, and if, you, if you're going to be going in those shops quite regularly, then it's probably quite nice walking and see yourself on the wall. But when you're going for three or four days... And that's the only time you're going to be there. And you probably won't even see it. It probably won't even be up before you leave. What's what's the point? Yeah, it's hardly leave a legacy, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Or something like that. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, okay, so let's let's go back to, I believe, I have to check the dates, but I'm pretty sure this announcement came um, just after... In fact, yeah, it was. It was, the, it was a few days after we last yeah, recorded one of these episodes, which is always what happens, as we found yeah. last week with Galactic Star Cruiser. And now uh, with Halloween Horror Nights. Um, so the first two um, announcements that we got were the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives um, announced for both Halloween Horror Night locations in yeah. the U.S., um, I will say that I'm not a fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I think I've seen it once all the way through. Just 
I didn't mind it. I like the first one. The yeah. second one is ridiculous. That's Leatherface, isn't it? I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do highly enjoy the ending of the first one, though. What with him dancing in the streets? Yeah, he's just doing some nice little interpretive dance with his chainsaw. He's happy out. You know what? That, that is how you improve that film. You play the David Burry, Mick Jagger version of Dancing <laughs> in the Streets. <laughs> Over him waving his chainsaw around in the desert. Yeah. Oh man. Beautiful. Um, yeah, look, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I th- I think there's some quite artistic um shots in that film, but just as a film, I just didn't just didn't do much for me. But I know that it's got obviously a, a big following. Leatherface is um, you know, one of those icons of, of horror over the years. So, you know, I get it, it makes sense. Um, and I'm sure it will be. Uh, popular with with some guests um for me it's the it's the bride of frankenstein lives that i'm interested in out those two yeah wasn't that one of the ones from last year or was there there was something yes no it was she was she was one of the ones last year yeah but i don't uh, think it was called was it was it called the bride of frankenstein lives i think it was just called the brides wasn't it yeah because it was dracula's brides as well yeah. yeah, so this, this, is, this is obviously kind of uh, based on, um, but not going to be this, exactly the same. I suppose a bit like Beetlejuice, you know, that's going to be different this year as well, apparently. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, The Bride of Frankenstein has always had, especially in the Universal Monsters realm, has had such an iconic look, right? Yeah. yeah. That, you know, I, I think that will make a, a good house. And she was one of the, better characters in the the monsters house the year yes. we went yeah when it was the universal monsters yeah 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 so that that is one um i would like um any other thoughts on that i i will say with texas chainsaw massacre i did the house when was that 2007 in hollywood and it was one of my favorites because he is just such an imposing character because of how big mm. he is it does make for a good Almost sounds like Craig. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. Um, but it does, it makes it claustrophobic when he's he's coming out towards you. It does make the room feel very, very small if they get the right actor. Because it has been known that they've hired people that are skinny and five foot six. <laughs> and it's gone very wrong. <laughs> Be like Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah. When was... The year, the first year we went, there was a Texas Chainsaw house, I think, 2016, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen vlogs of one before. Yeah. Leatherface was in that, I think. Was, I think that was, was based good. on that was based on the reboot, wasn't it? When they brought I think him back. So, yeah. 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 So. It's time yeah. Wise, timeline wise, that sounds about right. And yeah. also I'm sure he was one of the face of fear the year that I first went to Orlando, which again was 2007, actually. Yeah, it would have um, been, been and the it same was, year. It was Leatherface, Chucky... Freddy. No, sorry, Leatherface, Freddy and Jason. Yeah. Um, were icons that year and, and ha- yeah, it, houses. It was the same on both coasts. Yeah. And that was the only year that they used Jack in Orlando, in Hollywood. Oh, interesting. But he wasn't like that. an icon. They just used him kind of as someone in the park. He wasn't yeah. one of the icons. Uh, those three were, but they used him as kind of the ringmaster. There is, um, there is already 
um, some merchandise out for the Bride of Frankenstein. There's a really nice black and white tee. I've seen a lot of controversy over the t-shirt though. There's a lot of people quite pissed because it predominantly has Frankenstein and she's just like well, a tiny little figure up in the corner. I was gonna say, looking at it, I like the I like the idea behind the t-shirt. Yeah. Because obviously it has that real old-fashioned, you know, 30s, 40s um kind of post design. However, it clearly says for anyone that is not looking at a picture of this like right now, like I am. Halloween Horror Nights in person, Frankenstein. And then quite a big uh, picture of um, that era of Frankenstein. And like you say, a little <laughs> a little headshot in the corner yeah. of the bride. So yeah, that is that is odd. I like the design, but I can see why people are kind of like getting funny about it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, they've done nice merch before because when I went in um, 2015, I picked up a couple Bride of Frankenstein t-shirts. So they have done nice ones before, but it just seems a bit weird that the house is supposed to be predominantly about the Bride of Frankenstein and she's just like a tiny little corner. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I have to I have to agree. Um, oh, okay. So I've now seen a second t-shirt. And that one is like a reverse. So there's yeah. a small Frankenstein head in the corner. A massive, is that is that a massive Bride of Frankenstein? I'm gonna have to look. I have to make this larger. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it is the Bride of Frankenstein because she looks like she's dressed as a scientist. That's what confused me. Um, and it says the Bride of Frankenstein. So, yeah, it's almost a, a reverse of the first T-shirt. But at least it's right. Mm. So that that didn't take too long. That was about three days apart. I'm guessing they didn't make the change that quickly, to be fair. But still. Um, so, yeah, so we got that. Um, and then I, I suppose the, the biggest house announcement so far, and the one that I think people are going most mad about, is um, the, the icons. Hell of fame. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll read some of the blurb here. Um, Halloween Horror Night icons captured. The sinister new experience will thrust guests into a monstrous hell of fame where they'll face the caretaker, the director, the usher, not to be confused with um, 90s and 2000s R&B star Usher, the storyteller, Jack the Clown, and Chance, um, as well as more as part of Halloween Horror Nights 2021, celebrating 30 years of fear. Um, now, I, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think there's many people that have been going for 30 years. No. If I'm honest. So I think, you know, there'll be people that have probably been going for 10, 15 years, 20 tops. Um, but I think most of these icons they're talking about here probably were in that latter you know, from like the, the early 2000s or so. So I, I think, you know, because I, I don't know many of these from being at events where they've been at, but, you know, there's plenty of videos and, you know, read one of uh, Ripley's books um, and you'll learn more about these these characters. Um, but um, if you want to hear a bit blurb, 
The caretaker was once a well-respected surgeon who has become eerily infatuated with the removal of internal organs, especially while his patients are conscious. Now, he'd be struck off the NHS. <laughs> but not in the US. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I can't speak for the American healthcare system. All I can say is that if that was an NHS surgeon, they'd be struck off. Depends on how much you want to pay. Uh, in the States, what type of surgeon you get. Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is a really bad Dr. Nick impression. Um, the director is an aspiring filmmaker obsessed with capturing the suffering and torture of his victims on film, placing them in their very own living horror movie. Uh, that's uh, you ball, isn't it? Most of these films make you feel like that you're a victim watching those. Um, the usher who seeks to invoke violent vengeance on those who didn't f- or don't follow the rules of his theatre. We I could do with that. some of them in normal cinemas. You know what? Yeah. I, I thought, I'm not against that. No, no, I've got to say, this he almost sounds like a hero to me. Doing the Lord's work. Uh, the storyteller who stops at nothing to entrap guests into her latest Towers of Terror where no one lives happily ever after. J.K. Rowling. Jack the Clown, the original Halloween Horror Nights icon and the most feared of them all. And his assistant, his assistant chants a deadly pair who thrive on tormenting victims in ways that embody their sixth sense of humour. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something about clowns, right? Yeah. I mean, we went in 2010 when uh, it was 20 years of fear and he was... Uh, the icon that year and Lindsay did not want to walk anywhere near him he was doing photo shoots not photo shoots like um selfies. Uh, well yeah I suppose I don't know if I knew what a selfie was in 2010 I don't know. I and greets. yeah but yeah you could, you could queue up and you could have your photo taken with Jack and and that's that's all he was doing that's literally all he was doing he wasn't kind of like trying to scare you or anything and Lindsay was just like no I'm not not going anywhere near that so I think um yeah the one thing about Jack is it's just a it's a good look for a, a evil clown isn't it yeah chance uh, it's just it's just a bit like a it's too much like Harley Quinn isn't it yeah lesser cuttons not her fault no, but hopefully she works. She works better with Jack, doesn't she? Yes. It didn't didn't work as her being the icon. No. Um, but having her alongside Jack, it works better. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of. I, I think if if you ask people what they wanted for the thirtieth anniversary, this is the kind of house that they would want. Yeah. You know, one where it brings all of these iconic characters of Halloween Horror Nights from over the years together. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that is going to be the popular house this year. Yeah. If you uh, want a little bit of insider knowledge, have a look at the uh, the image that they released with the, the icons on. Um, and if you look to either side of the HHN icons bit, there is actually hidden icons um, behind them in the flames. Ah. Huh. I believe one of them is Jack's brother, Eddie. Yes, who I think was only at the event once. Uh, he wasn't. He was meant to be the icon. Oh, um, 20, not, 20, um, 2001, wasn't it? Yeah, Nina and Lina. they had to get rid of him. Yeah. That's they right. brought someone else in instead. Yeah, 
yeah. yeah. I remember watching a video about it recently and I could remember, but yeah, that, yeah. that's why yeah, 9-11. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the new house announcement. So I mean it's looking like a good year. I mean, I won't I can't say it's not. Um it's not uh a year where you know everything's screamed out at me, yes, I want to see all of this stuff. But um yeah, you know, I am jealous. I think it's it's kind of looking like it's going to be a better year than it would have been last year. Oh yeah, um, I think some of the replacements they've been they've brought in are, are certainly stronger than some of the ones from last year that have gone by the wayside. Billy Eilish. Yeah, that's basically all we know. And I've got I've got nothing against her at all. I just I'm not convinced it would have been a great house. It's it's hard, isn't it? Because I mean, to yeah. be honest, we've talked before, like when we we've been going to events, we've looked at the houses and you know the descriptions of the houses, and thought, oh, that's not going to be very good, or oh, that's going to be good, yeah. and then you go and it's almost the opposite. Yeah. So it's it's hard. Sometimes the houses you expect nothing from are actually some of the better ones. But yeah, I mean, I can understand the um, why people are feeling that way, and that's that's for sure. Um, the actual. Uh, tribute store itself is going to open on the 27th of August. So that's not, that's, that's quite a quick turnaround. No. And as we're recording this, this is the first day of the boobash at oh, Disney World. Get off. <laughs> no, it's tomorrow, isn't it? The is 10th. it tomorrow? I thought it was tonight. Is it tomorrow? It might it be. It is tomorrow. Actually, yeah. I Ooh. always gauge the, the official start of Halloween from when Disney World started. So. <laughs> God. Well, it starts for me. Well, look, if you're Patreon, it starts tomorrow. If you're a member of the public, it started last night. That's, that's how you know when you listen to this podcast. Um, when, when, when Mickey's Boo Bash started. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't, I think that's quite a quick turnaround, though. You know, if, if the shop's closing today, which is the 9th of August, and then it's reopening on the 27th, that's, that's quite a quick turnaround, right? To pull all the yeah. stuff out, change all the merchandise, put the new stuff in. It makes sense why they keep doing different versions of the tribute store. Do you know what I mean? Like we spoke about mm. it kind of at length when we were talking about the Jurassic World one. Like, why would they not do it? Because people consistently take pictures of it. People, they can do those little uh, diorama things that they keep doing for the different variations of it. Like it seems pretty quick and easy for them to do. And it is encouraging more people to buy treats that they might not have bought before and to kind of create that culture of going and buying the themed treats that Disney had been so good at doing for years because yes people would be able to get twisted taters and pizza fries and all that kind of stuff that's synonymous with horror nights but now they've been able to kind of take those quintessential universal snacks and kind of change them and have them year round have them in the park at all times for day guests and they're like instagrammable food that people want to take pictures of and will just repeatedly buy then so I don't see why they wouldn't keep doing them. It's genius. No, I I can't really add anything to that. To be honest, <laughs> I think you're I think you're right. I mean, I, the tribute stores in general, I think, are a great idea. I do. I mean, I love to go into the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store, and yet a fair bit of the merchandise you could find elsewhere. There were some bits which you tended to only see in that particular shop, but a lot of the stuff you could buy elsewhere. I think the best bit was the the print on demand t-shirts. 
which yeah. you really couldn't find anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a good addition that they do there. Um, but I think it's I think it's because it's themed. Yeah, I mean, I know I know it's kind of going off, but you know, all the Disney stores in the UK close this week, I believe, or certainly the ones near me close this week. Um, and you know, people say that they lost their charm when they they stopped being as themed as they were. Um, and especially the pop-up ones. The pop-up ones had no theming at all. But when they kind of did that big refresh about 10 years ago or whatever, um, and they completely changed how those shops were designed, a lot, a bit of character was lost. And I think theming goes a long way. It absolutely does because it, it kind of, I don't know, it subconsciously makes people feel like the additional premium that they're paying for X, Y, and Z is worth it because the experience they are getting while shopping that was drilled into me as a cast member that the reason why what we were selling was more expensive than what a regular toy store was selling or the likes of Penny's, Primark, wherever you're based, was selling was because people were getting that additional experience and it was as close as people could get to the parks. But they started stripping that out years ago and hence most of them have closed now because they weren't, like guests aren't getting that same experience they're not going to be willing to pay that same premium yeah and look at places like um hollister now i have a very love-hate relationship with hollister because i always feel too old to go in those shops i'm even older now than when i first started going into them but when you walked into hollister it felt like a unique shopping experience yeah and so you know even though it's you know it's it's its own theme it's not based on anything in particular but it felt like an experience so yes their t-shirts were double the price of going to another you know fashion brand or whatever but you felt like you was actually involved in something and i think that goes a long way um Mm -hmm. and i mean to be honest apple do it well but in the opposite way it's very minimalist but it works it feels like an experience when you go into an Apple shop. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about it. So, yeah, I think one thing Universal do really well is that, you know, a lot of Disney shops in the parks, and I mean, Paris is a good example, you know, you you could almost, you know, there's there's very few shops that have its own unique theme or its own unique merchandise. Universal seem to be really good at, you know, creating these theme shops like the tribute store, like the um the what's the um classic store? I forgot what it's called now. Legacy. Legacy store. Well done, thank you. Um, but yeah, like that, you know, these are experiences. They make you want to go in there, they make you want to shop, and that's the purpose of them. So fair play. Um team member previews for Halloween Highlights start on August 31st. Not far off. No. Well, nope. as, sorry, I, I say that it's the it is the first first of August. It's it's one night, one night. Um, but they will get to experience it first, so that should be good. I wonder if they'll be allowed to talk about it on social media. Hmm. Um, and also, it looks like a scare zone has been revealed as well. Anyone want to make a guess at what could possibly going into a scare zone this year? Is it clowns? It is not clowns of any variety. The Revenge Chainsaws. of Trump. Hang on, hang on. One at a time, Mr. D. The Revenge of Trump. 
<laughs> Revenge of Trump. <laughs> horrifying. Think, I Truly think that's, horrifying. Uh, I think that's uh, a 51-49 on that one. Uh, P-Dubs, what would you rather guess? Chainsaws. Chainsaws. Of some kind. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Sinead? Oh, I don't know. Something a spin-off of the pandemic or something like that. Mm, no. Um, and, and you wouldn't guess this, I guess, because I've got no idea what the hell this is, but apparently... Um, Eli Roth's Crypt TV. Oh, Eli's coming out Easter's, eh? Because well, he's, he's worked on Hollywood a couple of times. Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, I, I, well, I know what it is now because I'm reading about it, but I, I'd never heard of Crypt TV. But Crypt TV is a horror short film company and website founded by Eli Roth and Jack Davis, specialising in short films and web series. Uh, some of their horror shorts have had viral success with characters such as The Birch, The Look-See, um, and Dead by Daylight. I've, never, I've not heard of any of these. No, me neither. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There is a, looks like a dead spider on a stage there, though. That's quite big. So um, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, so if you're a fan of Crypt TV, if you know what Crypt TV is, Sounds so old right now. Then yeah. Um Eli Roth used to have a um a horror maze in Vegas. Oh, cool. It lasted about a year, I think. But it was um it was a you know 365 horror experience on the strip. It's now a Twin Peaks restaurant. Nice. Yeah. If you, Isn't by the way, it's not the TV series Twin Peaks, it's the other type of Twin Peaks. Think Hooters. <laughs> yes, he's, he's got a, interestingly, he's got another horror show as well uh, on AMC called The History of Horror at the moment. Oh, I've not heard of that. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was at least last year. Okay. Um, and it was it, Spooky Dives with Stephen King, Jordan Peele, and Megan Fox. Oh. It, apparently. So I don't know what that was about, but that was up until the last time he posted about that was last August, so about a year ago. Hmm. But he's not tweeted since then. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm not. I mean, Sinead, you're, you're you've been going for a little bit of a horror thing. Have you uh-huh. caught any of the Eli Roth uh, films? I haven't. No, not at all. I haven't come across them at all. The reason yeah. I don't think I have. Well, I mean, he's famous for things like Hostel. No. Uh, what was the? There was one called the Green, not the Green Menace. Oh, it's gonna bug me now. Either, either way, they're normally quite gory and quite like torture type horror, which is not the kind of horror I've I not like. Come across it. No, no. Not my cup of tea. No. The only time I've come across Eli Roth is uh, Inglorious Bastards, which is probably as far away from all of that kind of stuff as you can get. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't that, wasn't he? Yes. I'm not going mad. Thank you. No, him no, though he was. Suddenly said something out loud and then realised. Hang on a second. Have I just completely messed him up with someone else? But no. Good. All right. Something. Um, was there any other news that I missed out on? Yep. Or more Halloween Horror Nights news is that frequent fear and those tickets are now available. Of course. How can um, we talk about the ticket situation? Yeah. So they, they've been selling single-day tickets for quite a while. Um, 
but now the the frequent fear and and what's the other one called? I can't remember. Russia what. Fear. Russia yes, fear, Russia yeah. fear. They're they're both on sale now, uh, starting at one hundred twenty nine dollars. Really? Yeah. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm not the, sure. What's the night costing? Uh, mine cost me eighty dollars, I think. Which isn't okay. too bad. Um, but yeah, I to be fair, I think when we went, we worked out that it didn't cost us much more to get the the extended ticket than it did just to get one night. Yeah. One night. Are they doing reservations or anything? Like if you get one of the frequent no. ones, do you have to like book nights or is it free-for-all? No, I think it's free-for-all. Universal are pretty much up to full capacity as far as I'm aware. Nice. And they've never had a reservation system from the moment they reopened. Hmm. So. That's interesting. Just have to wear a mask. Well, yes, that is that is the um, the latest change. So they have gone back to to mask wearing, haven't they? Yeah. So you all have to wear masks within the houses um, if the rules stay the same at the moment and in the queues. Hmm. Everywhere I'll else is fine. In a little bit. Yeah. But it won't be great for the scares. Because they'll be having to wear masks again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or behind plexiglass, as they were last year. Yeah, I suppose time will tell. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I mean, obviously, we've not seen any. Um, well, I've certainly not seen any inside construction so- shots. I've seen obviously a few bits outside that scare zone, um, yeah. and also there's a. I don't know what it's related to, but one of the um, outside tents has got pumpkins outside it. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't you didn't uh, try and figure out more about actually. Actually, I haven't seen it. Oh. Yeah, it was just one to. shot from above, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You could see them outside. Yeah, two towers of pumpkins. Nice. Yeah, yeah I thought of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. It's good that everyone's sour because I mean I know people getting itchy, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, especially when we're only we are only what three weeks out from it starting. It's not a surprise when you consider they're normally on sale six months in advance. Yeah. Else. Um also not that you, you mentioned this news, but um you can now buy direct to the blood soap popcorn. Just Popcorn with some red food on it. I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Can't all be winners. Right. Um, in that case, was there was there anything else for part news? Not for me. I, I don't know anything now. No, no, no. Cool. Uh, in that case, let's go and talk about something a little bit different. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look. We all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss. And no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. 
They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine-hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next, and he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest, and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip. Book today. Okay, so it's the competition that refuses to die, except now it is going to die. This is it. This is where we're at. We have got two. We are down to two. Um, so we've got a choice of two to choose from. What is going to be the ultimate attraction? Or, well, I suppose it is an attraction. Both, both things are attractions that, that come down to it. But we have got the mummy in the red corner and over in the blue corner. We have got the horror makeup show. We have also put this out to Twitter, um, and that will count as one vote. Should it should it come to that? Um, but that's where we are. Now, I'll give you all a little bit of time to think, whilst I read you out Craig's contribution to this because Craig is on holiday. So he says the following. This is so hard to pick the winner. Basically, I absolutely love the mummy ride. I love the theming. I love the entrance. I love the actors of the six packs outside. I love the team members who are in character and are so wonderful when you are getting on the ride. And they are just as wonderful when you are getting off the ride. The animatronics are the low point of this ride, but you can see what they were going for. It's just scary enough coaster-wise and the effects of the fire and the Beatles. He spelt it like the band. Are really well done. Mm. Uh, must be thoughts of habit uh, auto spell auto spell yeah um, watching people leave the ride is wonderful I love watching their faces glasses wonky hair a mess we got the Nana on there in 2012 and it was hysterical the horror makeup show is a show out of time it doesn't even feel like it was an opening day attraction it feels like it's been there from the 30s or something I went through a phase of walking past the show so many years because there was always something better to go to but not no more I'll make a point of going once or twice every visit because the grand old lady of theme parks serves that level of respect. The actors who regularly swap roles make sure what it is. I've laughed with them, and when they pits on the give kids the world, oh yeah, give kids the world, um, I've cried with them too. The way they flipped it around and gave that kid all the love and attention in the world will save me forever. I think it's actually one of the episodes we recorded live. It is. Don't ask what the episode number was, though. Um, should it be updated? Probably. Should it incorporate Halloween Horror Nights? Definitely. It is my winner for this vote. It's a close one, but we left Europe on less. It's a 57-43 win for me for the Horror Makeup Show. So, we have got one vote for the Horror Makeup Show so far. 
Who wants to risk their life first? I'm quite happy to go first. Well, as you said it first and quickest, you go. Um, this was a difficult one. Uh, I'm not going to lie. They are probably two of my, I would say, top four attractions. Um, the horror makeup show is just your ultimate go-to. If you're walking around the park and you see that it's on and you're close by, you're like, oh, let's just go and watch it because you're there. It's, it's a great show. As Craig brought up, we had a fantastic experience um, on our one with, with hosts that we've since interacted with after we left who are just brilliant and lovely. And yeah, that, ex- that experience um, with the, the Give Kids the World child was, was wonderful to see as well. Um, but The Mummy in Hollywood was the first roller coaster I ever did, probably. Um, didn't know what it was at the time um and went on it i didn't have much experience with theme parks full stop and went on it and absolutely loved the version out there and the orlando one is is better um because of what they're allowed to do um and just the 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 whole show is just brilliant uh i i don't care the animatronics look a bit duff these days um it kind of fits in with the whole hokey storyline that runs throughout it with uh it being a, a film set rather than actually being in the film. It's, you're meant to be within the, the filming of the, the movie. Um, I love that Brendan Fraser's in it, which he isn't in the Hollywood one. Um, you don't see him at all. Um, I love Imhotep in there. It's still quite spooky. Um, and the ride itself is, is just superb. It's a great roller coaster um, that always as you always get with a, an indoor coaster, feels faster than it actually is at times. Um, and yeah, I, I just love it. And for me, The Mummy wins. Okay. So we're one apiece. Who's next to roll the dice? Um, I'll go next because mine will be quite short and sweet and probably not surprising to a bit like anyone. you, Sinead. A bit I'm like sure. you. I'm above average height for a woman. Thank you very much. We well, wouldn't know. Um, We've not met in person. That very was a true. Poor assumption on my part. Very true. Um, yeah, I'm going to go horror makeup show, which again will probably be a surprise to absolutely no one. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't even really have to think about it when I found out that it was these two at the end. Yeah, horror makeup show wins for me, hands down. Can't, can't really say fairer than that. Okay. Uh, Mr. D, it's your turn. Oh dear, it's a toss up, really. Um, I mean, it literally is, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna have to go with the one that is, uh, kind of, it is a theme park. And you know the sort of primary reason you go is is for the attractions, but mainly the rides. It would be an odd theme park where you you just went and saw shows. Um, and I'm trying to remember the Mummy in Hollywood. I don't I don't really remember much about it. It's mainly the Florida one I remember. Um, 
Well, the one it's in Hollywood a, is is yeah. in the old ET building, so it's it's obviously quite restricted in terms of what it can do compared to right. Florida. Yeah, and it's just I mean that they're they're just both must dos for me, but I'm gonna go with the ride, so I'm gonna go with the mummy because it is a superb ride, and it's just from the queue right through the cast members and the ride itself. The theming is great. The effects are great. I know they don't always... I, I know that some people think they could do with an update and they don't always work as well as they should, but when you see it in its full glory, it is a it is a fantastic attraction. It's got a great story and it's got the false ending and then off you go again and I, and I love that. So I'll give it to the mummy, but it's kind of like 98.6 versus 98.5 between the two of them. And I don't really know why I'm giving it to the mummy other than it's a ride and it's a theme park. And if I go, I've had to choose only one. If it was the end of the day and I could only do one of them, I'd probably do a mummy. Best I can come up with. No, no. It's it's tough, right? I get it. Yeah. Okay. So, the winner of the public vote by 60-40% margin. And just to clarify, Mr. D, a 98.5, 98.6 doesn't work statistically. It's not how stats work. Should be out of 100. But a 60-40 win went to the mummy. So the pressure's now on. Because it either goes deadlock or the mummy wins. Mm-hmm. And this is so hard. I mean, there's a reason why both of these have, have got to the final right and they're both absolutely great in their own ways the one thing i can say about the mummy is that and with, with rides in general you could re-theme a ride and it still be really really good but it not be you know but be completely different to what it was so if they decided they wanted to make it back to the future coaster again um they could probably do something in you know what exists in the mummy now change a few elements to it and, and it's fine. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's quite easy to do. Shows, I suppose you could say the same thing. I mean, it's, it's a space, right? You could put whatever you wanted to in that space. And I think what really stands out for the horror makeup show is just how good the cast members are that do it. You know, I've never been to a performance which hasn't left me laughing out loud on more than one occasion. But I can understand what Craig said about, you know, it could do with a little bit of a spruce up. It would be good. It would make sense, I think, if they actually featured their own IPs in there with regards to Halloween Horror Nights. It does seem weird that you've got this event, which, you know, people look forward to all year round. And you've got a horror makeup show, which doesn't discuss that element of it at all. Very strange. Um, but it is what it is. Um, and the other thing, I mean, I should hate the mummy because the mummy took the one ride. I always wanted to ride as a kid, confrontation, and, you know, replaced it. And I should, I should hate that ride so much, but it is just such a good coaster. It's not my favourite ride in Universal. I'd say Spider-Man is still probably my favourite overall ride, but the one that I ride the most 
and the one that I always try and get one last ride on before I leave the parts is the mummy. And so that is the only reason I tip the scales in the favour of the mummy because I just think it is such an incredible ride. Um, and yes, there are a lot of issues with it in terms of the um, the animatronics. And also, I don't, I don't agree. I, I don't think the story is particularly great. I think it could be done a lot better than it actually is. But the actual technology itself works so well. The ride is so smooth. You know, it really, the first time you ever go on it, it, it's not what you expect it to be. So it's a really good surprise. But the important thing is, it doesn't get boring over repeat, you know, rides. And that's, that's what's really key. I could understand for some people the horror makeup show could be a one and done because the show itself is the same. It's just the improv between the the hosts at that show that make it different. Um, but yeah, for me, it's such a small margin, but I am going to give it to the mummy. So that means overall, the mummy takes it. The mummy is the greatest attraction at Universal. Until Who's we do daddy? this again. <laughs> Who's the daddy? Yes, until we do this again in about a year, year and a half's time and we've run out of ideas and we do this again. Uh, and then maybe some of the brackets won't be so harsh like they were this time around. But that's all, all Craig's fault anyway uh, for doing it in the first place. So thank you, Craig, for organising it. And we got there, guys. We got there. It's taken about nine months, but we've got there. We actually figured it out and we've done it. So, you know, that's that's good. Um, now, um, looking at our last show, I'm trying to think, was anyone on here? Yes, actually, Mr. D, you weren't on the last show, was you? Mm, the last Universal show? Yeah. No, I think uh, I missed it. Yes, I believe you did. Um, yeah. So we played a little game from uh, one of our le- listeners called Mel who um, had asked or or told us what the game was and and asked if we might also play along, so we did. So he took uh, Epic Universe and said, if you could put any land in there that you wanted to, what would you put on? Any land. Yeah. So you choose either like the, the movie franchise or, you know, or just a film. Could be a mini land. It's up to you. Um, but but yeah, and I'm trying to think what we had last time. Well, back to the future from me. Universal monsters, monsters didn't we? Yeah. 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 What like classic Universal yes. monsters? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. And I think I went for Fast and Furious just because I like to wind everybody up, but also <laughs> so I could do it properly. You know, mm. not not that stupid ride that we got there that you can now press coins for. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So there's a couple of things going through my head. I mean, one of the obvious ones would be like a Lord of the Rings Oof. themed land. It, well, it is the third gate. Yeah. <laughs> but, Tied in with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, As announced yeah. on this podcast about four years ago. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go for something different. I'm going to stick with a horror theme. So. I would like to see a Stephen King land. Ooh. 
movies and books. Ooh. So you could have you could have like The Shining, you could have stuff from Salem's Lot. You know, there's so many. The Stand, so many. Classic and modern Stephen King books. He's still knocking them out. He is. Yeah, they're quite a good rate of knots. That's what writers do. Yeah, but he's... I don't know what age is he now. He must be, must be hitting 70 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just knocked another one up. Book. But, uh, yeah. Just a clarify. And then, obviously, It would be a good one. An It attraction. So, yeah. I'll have a Stephen King land place. Well, I'll not be ready. <laughs> when when do you um what, what would you put in there? So I know I know what franchise is. Oh, he's 73. Just looked him up. 73. Right. Um so so what would you put in there? You know, would you put in uh rides and shows or just rides yeah. or just maze? Like what, what would you what would you do? Yeah, so I definitely think you would want um a sort of walkthrough house that would maybe take some of the most iconic scenes. So like the, say like the snowy maze in The Shining, right? With stuff jumping out. But then you could transition into that, into the hotel itself. And you've got the, the lifts with the twins and, and all that sort of stuff. So I kind of walk through house, a sort of extended house, if you like. So much bigger than a typical Halloween Horror Nights house. Um, so that'd be pretty good. Then you could have, um, you'd want at least one kind of thrill ride. So one of his books is Christine, which is based on cars. So you could almost have like not the Disney of, Pixar movie, though. Not no no not not the Disney cars. Pixar movie. Right. So you could have you could almost have like a a car themed horror, almost like a almost like a horror themed. Um, um, rock and roller coaster type scenario, so indoor, indoor coaster, car themed, Christine themed. Um, and what else? Probably some since it's universal. Probably some sort of themed, a bit um, screen based, three D um, attraction with water effects. Uh, yeah, not the backside of water, but. <laughs> but yeah, definitely water effects. That could be blood. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and then and then obviously, you know, you could have a restaurant. I was trying to think if there was any particular I mean, not restaurants. To steal my own idea here, but you could do um a bar themed after the gold ball from the shining. Oh there you go, yeah. Well, that's a good one, yeah. Oh. Yeah, with the um with the bar the creepy bartender. Yeah, and the music and all the pictures and stuff. Hey, there you go. And you could you could pay, a la a la the earlier story on the tribute store. You could pay to have your picture inserted into that picture that you see oh. in the shining for that a limited period of time. For. Yeah, that yeah. I would pay for. There you go. <laughs> I think we finally found something that a few of us would pay for because I'd definitely do that and all. Yeah, yeah. Unless it would cost the same price as Collector Star, Star Cruiser. <laughs> Actually, if it did, I think I'd go for that. What if you could stay in the hotel yeah, though? Stay in the overlook. Yeah. You will never yeah. leave. Yeah. 
there would be uh, they would have to have um, defibrillators on every in every room. <laughs> you imagine walking into you, you know you get you check in there, mm-hmm. and you get your key card to your room, and you open up the room, and you walk into the bathroom. And there's a naked um, decaying woman showering. What? <laughs> what if it was on the shower curtain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> or there's a man dressed up as, as, a, as a bear. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, there's so much material there. You could definitely. Yeah, I think you. I think you'd stuff. have to. I think you'd have to do something around it. Yeah, and maybe yeah, just so. maybe just an outdoor coaster, or something. Maybe yeah. it could be a blue balloon themed flat ride. <laughs> Very good. Just one red balloon above you as you as you well, float that, round. Well, that that could be that that could be the pool, just like the boardwalk. It could be the. Oh God. Maybe that's where it's the gone. Clown's face. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's where it's gone. Yeah, universal. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's, it worked for Saw, didn't it? Yeah. You know, Saw's got that roller coaster in Thorpe Park, mm-hmm. which really, I mean, I know the the queue ride element has has got some bits around Saw, but. You know, the actual coaster itself hasn't really got much to do with it, but it's still tied into the name and stuff. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, may, maybe, uh, like P-Dub said, like a, a ride where you're kind of floating above uh, the ground and the ground looks like it's going to chop you into bits if you drop too close a bit to like it. like Peter Pan on crack, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or Dumbo on crack. Mm. Or Soren. Yes. Mm-hmm. Soaring over um, Castle Shank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. You always forget Shawshank is a Stephen King uh, yeah. story, yeah. don't you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You could have some train tracks and a dead body. Mm-hmm. If you, you wanted to do me. something Sh- Shawshank related, you could do an escape room. Yeah. 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 Universal's toyed with that before as well, isn't it? Haven't they? Yeah. That kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's not where I expect you to go, Mister D, but I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, P Dubs, I'm going to put you on the spot, right? Because yesterday I was showing my daughter. Well, well, my son's got into um, watching theme park ride videos of yeah. of attractions and stuff. Um, so I was just going through YouTube yesterday and I um, decided to show my daughter Super Mario Land. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario World in, in Japan, obviously. Um, part of my plan to try and convince uh, the family we need to, we're not going to go to Tokyo because, as my eight year old daughter said when I told her it was in Tokyo, but daddy, that's one of the most populated cities in the world. It's not good for the environment. Eight years old. Um, so Tokyo's off the list. Um, but, um, you know, obviously this is supposed to be part of Epic Universe, but we don't, you know, it's yeah. still not signed, still delivered, and we don't know when Epic Universe is going to open. So um, are there any updates from Hollywood? Because that's uh, backup plan I B. Don't know. They were certainly moving along with building. Uh, let's have a look. Um, so someone that... Uh, Ryan used to work for posted an update a couple of months ago that said they weren't far far behind um, being open um, 
I'm guessing it might possibly be next year at this rate. Mm. The only thing um, that I saw was Super Mario merch is being sold in Hollywood. Yeah. That does not uh, surprise me. No. This article says spring next year. Oh. It's their aim. I mean, the thing is, like, uh, uh, have you all seen videos of, of the land or the rides or both? Yeah. I mean, of the land, I've avoided the rides. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I get, I get that. Um, I mean, the land looks incredible. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. And, you know, and the thing is, the reason why I showed my daughter is because she's been playing um, Mario Odyssey quite a lot recently. Likewise, so my son has been as well. Yeah, it's a cracking game. Absolutely cracking game. Um, you know, I was one of these people when they first announced it was going to be coming and, you know, we'd get a Florida version. It's like, oh, people still care about Nintendo. Yes, they do. And with good reason, because they're still knocking out really good games, especially Mario ones. Um, but yes, yeah, so I showed her the land and she was like, you know, just like, oh my God, it looks like the game. Um, and a ride she wasn't completely taken with, but I think she, because they weren't too hardcore, I think she'll, she'd like them. She doesn't yeah. like really fast rides and, you know, it looks like they're, they're not too bad. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I, think, I think that's plan B now. Is to get the get the family over to the uh, the west coast instead. That's currently my plan B for October. <laughs> mm. If Florida B. Florida are going to shut their borders, but the rest of the US aren't, then uh, possibly. Well, as backup plans go, it's not the worst, is it? Let's be honest. No, it isn't. So no, I completely get it. That's uh, good. Yeah, I didn't know if there was any any kind of major updates. I know that work was going along. I suppose that, yeah. you know, really what I want to know and what we don't know yet is what Hollywood's getting. I can't imagine it's more than one ride. Yeah. Because of the space. Uh, it's been built on this, basically, a bit of land that used to be a soundstage. Right. So, um, I can't imagine that- it's going to be much more than that. Saying that Super Mario World itself in Japan doesn't look huge. No. So uh, it could be misleading. Yeah, I believe Tokyo was planned as kind of, we're going to put a slightly large one in to start with, then do a little one in Hollywood and then do an even bigger one once we get to Epic Universe. Right. Mm. Um, Which makes sense. Because Hollywood is, is completely landlocked by the studio. Yes. Um, they're never going to expand. It's unless they, the only possible expansion they could do would be if they moved the studio onto what is a golf course on the other side of a main road that runs along the back of it. Otherwise, it's always going to be a case of you're going to lose something mm. um, in Hollywood. So um, that's the state of play with anything mm. that they get, which is why they'll never have a second Harry Potter area. Yes. Because there just isn't the room. Yeah. And what, what's that like in comparison? You know, you know, what is their kind of area of Hogsmeade like compared to... Hogsmeade's the same size. Oh, okay. So it's pretty much what you've got in Florida yeah. already. Yeah, that's exactly the same. Okay. I think the castle is in a slightly different position. Um, but other than that, they've got everything else the same. Cool. So... 
Yeah, they had the room. They had um, it partially took up the entrance to the the studio tour. They moved that slightly to one side, and they also took out. They had a Curious George play area, which was quite big. Um, that uh, basically where the entrance to Hogsmeade is is where that sat. Um, so you come in and it's it's kind of you head up the main drag of Universal and it's to your right as you come in the park. It's You don't have to walk very far to find it. Um, unlike the other two parks in Orlando where you have to walk miles to get to them. Yeah. It's, it's tough because on the one hand, missing out on Diagon Alley yeah. isn't the worst thing because... No. You know, other than the attraction, I mean, you know, it's really well themed. It's really well done. I'm not saying that at all, but there's not much there. No. I think Craig was saying uh, when we last recorded together, you know, the fact it's not, you know, it doesn't really look like the films. Really. No. If, you, if you look at, you know, diagonally in the films, it, it's it's not a good replica no. of it. Um, but you would miss out on things like um, Spider-Man. Yeah. But on the other hand, you still get Hogsmeade and you would get Nintendo. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. And of course, they've got Secret Life of Pets out there that isn't anywhere else. Yeah, but I've seen that. Yeah, I, I didn't understand the, the big fuss about it, but still better than the Walking Dead maze that they built. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's true. I think I think with that, I was a bit disappointed with the animatronics, if, I was, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best animatronic work. Um, no. There's very little movement in them. Kind of feels like the goblins in Bargain Alley. <laughs> I think it's more. I, just don't think they, I don't think they looked enough like the, the the characters they should be. But no. whatever. Um, okay, cool. Um, I, I don't I don't have any other topics to talk about. I don't know if anyone else had anything they wanted to bring up. No. No, good. Oh, this is a bloody concise episode, isn't it? I was going to say, this is the shortest record we've had in a very long time. Yes. Well, Still over an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. but some people will be quite happy with that. Well, I mean, I, I when I went to listen to our last episode, the one I was known, I kind of scanned up my podcast, a whole variety of different podcasts on different topics. And... I would say typically you're looking at 45 minutes to an hour and a quarter. And then I hit hours at like two and a quarter. I thought, wow. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's good, then and you're enjoying it. It's just more of a good thing, isn't it? It's, so, it's really okay. tough. It's really mm-hmm. tough to find a balance because for everyone, you know, and I've tried different experiments and stuff like that, but for everyone that you speak to who says they love a really long podcast, you'll have someone mm. else that's like, oh yeah, you know, if it was about an hour or so, that'd be quite good. Yeah. There's no, there's no kind of right or wrong. You know, if you listen to experts, they say 45 minutes, that's the, that's the golden mark of a podcast, but mm. we're never going to hit 45 minutes. Anyway, no. not with at least four people talking. Um, so you go over 45 minutes when you're just talking to yourself. That is very true. Yes. Did you did you um did you hear the latest episode? I did, I did. 
because I didn't want to I didn't want to public you know you you publicly promoted me on your podcast but I thought well if you're listening I'll just do it on there instead and give you a shout out back but uh yeah yes if you want to hear the inane ramblings of a madman then listen to uh walking movies with me I I honestly when I recall that I think people look at me like I'm such a weirdo because I'm literally walking down the street talking to myself Hi. To be fair, it can't look any weirder than us two walking around Disneyland Paris with mics connected to us between us, trying this to get is, through turnstiles. This, this is very true. This is very true. Yes, that wasn't that wasn't my my greatest accomplish, accomplishment. But there you go. Live and learn. Um, right. Okay. We're in that episode. In that episode. In that case, I'll draw this episode to a close. I'm not editing this. Um, that that can stay in. That's fine. Um. But thank you very much for listening. Um, we are in Halloween Horror Night season, if you hadn't already guessed. So news will probably be a bit more heavy on that side of things. But look, don't blame us, blame Universal. We've got to talk about what they're doing. And if that's what they're doing, well, there you go. So what, what can you do? Um, but we will see you in September with another episode. Cheerio. Bye. See ya. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.